0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: B. Mitch Finley, 106.7 The Fan, high noon in the District of Columbia. On a Tuesday, that means it's time for us to get to the Beck QL guest line talk to our friend Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington and the Washington Football Talk podcast. I almost blanked on the name of the podcast. That's not good.
0: Uh, Pete, what up, man? How you doing, buddy? Afternoon, guys. I hope you're recovering and uh, are doing okay, even though you aren't in B Mitch's bungalow—the one with a microwave.
2: Recovering? Oh man, i have recovered a long time ago.
0: I am still. I am still recovering. Okay, well, maybe not recovering for you, B Mitch, but at least adjusting to life in a cramped studio as opposed to your own manor on a really nice property. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the prison cell studio or B Mitch's bungalow— which one do you prefer?
0: Yeah. Take the Don't take,
1: have a microwave here, JP. Take the bungalow every time. No <laughs> microwave. Um Pete, we uh we've been playing a little game of should and will. What should the commanders do at offensive coordinator? What will they do at offensive coordinator?
0: Where do you land? Should and will is just an all time classic game, and I think should is hire Eric the enemy. I don't think that's a very hot take, and I don't think there's much you can quibble with that idea, especially with how he performed in the Super Bowl and how he's getting credit for coming up with those motion plays that led to two open touchdowns in the second half. I mean, how many times have we as analysts and also have fans asked for our offensive coordinators, the coaches of this team, to come up with in-game adjustments or to enter games with smart game plans that take advantage of holes in the defense only for that to not happen. Well, the enemy just did it on the biggest stage and got credit for it from one of the best head coaches in the sport current or all time. So I think the enemy stock is as high as it's ever been. And I know it's been high in the past and if they could get him, then that would be a very big exclamation point. So that is what they should do, especially now that Baltimore is off the table and he's got one fewer option. I think what they will do is end up with Greg Roman, and I don't think that's a, a bad consolation prize. Why I think it's a will with Roman is because of his obvious philosophy matchup with Ron and his preference of running the ball. And I just think with the enemy losing Baltimore, um, maybe that was the spot where he'd be willing to go risk leaving the Kansas City umbrella, but if it's Kansas City or Washington, perhaps that's going to give him second thought, and he's going to think to himself, you know, I've waited this long, I can wait a little longer, maybe next year I'll finally at last get the head coaching job, I don't need to do the lateral in-name move of going to OC, so then Ron and Washington will be forced to confront the non-Biennemi candidates, and uh, it doesn't seem like Roman has any other options, he might be more willing to take it, so I think it's going to be Roman, even though it should be Biennemi.
2: But I, I look at it, and I just like I mentioned this to Jay, and when Roman came up, he had been free a long time. They weren't thinking about talking to him. It, it just made me think, like, okay, the now, weird. now they want to talk to him. They must be thinking that they may not get the one other one.
0: Right? Yeah, that that's definitely where my head went to, b Mitch. Like when they uh, when he resigned from Baltimore, whatever it was, two two and a half weeks, three weeks ago. I'm sure you guys did multiple hours on the idea of Roman coming here, and then I think we all were like, all right. It'll only be a moment of time, uh, a matter of time before he and Ron are reported as sitting down, and then it never happened. Now all of a sudden, the enemy goes out, balls out in the Super Bowl, his team wins. They score a million points in the second half, and his name becomes even more high profile. Ron's probably looking around like, all right. Well, uh, he's, he's got options. He's going to be in control. Let's line up something else so we don't have to go all the way from the top of the ladder and the enemy to the bottom of Shermer. Let's have Roman be somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the upper echelon, so we don't have to tumble as far down in terms of perception. That's, that's what I'm thinking, and it sounds like that's what you're thinking, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you, Forgive me if I lost it there in the word soup. You think it will be Roman?
0: Yes, I, I've been on Zampezi the whole time, but as, our, as I said in our podcast episode this morning, I am off of Zampezi. I think there's just too many other options. I, I was thinking Zampezi early on because I didn't think they'd ever be able to court the enemy or court someone like Greg Roman or even have someone you know like Thomas Brown come and talk to them, even though it doesn't seem like he's really in the mix right now. So I don't think uh, this team will need to break the Zampezi glass. I think there's enough layers. If they don't get the enemy, they can go to Roman. If they don't get him, they can go to Shermer or somebody else that they've interviewed. I think Zampezi is now too many layers below uh to be hired as the guy. All
1: right. Um I don't think it'd be Zampezi. I, I don't think I think if all hell broke loose and they never got any of these other people, it would have been Shermer all along. Um I don't think they go to Zampezi. I don't know though, but I, I, I wouldn't have thought it. Uh, Brian and I were talking about this. Is there any way you think B. enemy just stays in Kansas City? Like, or, or do we all believe that he he believes in the theory that, all right, I got to show the world that I can do this without Pat and Andy, so I'll take this Washington job? Or is it entirely possible he's like, no, I'll just chill here?
0: That's definitely possible especially when you're working with a guy like Andy Reid who's so uh, magnanimous with his praise and is willing to go out of his way to highlight your accomplishments. I mean, I'm sure that felt pretty damn good when you're Eric Enemy to see uh, so many people talking about the things that you did and who wouldn't want to just continue to work with Patrick Mahomes and, and continue to experience that, and that can further enrich him and uh, you know help him when it's eventually time for him to take that coaching job instead of having to go uh, sort of diagonal and go to Washington and then hope for a head coaching job, because while he would get all the power here on offense and Ron probably wouldn't bother him too much since he's the head coach. um, We don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know that, number one, especially if Eric starts throwing the ball all over and Ron wants to run the ball, as he said. So that's a possibility there could be some head plashing there and also it could go really poorly. And then the enemy's reputation that he's worked years to build up could inevitably take a hit. And yes, you can use the Washington stained me just like it stained everybody else excuse, but it could also just be a little bit much for him to overcome. So I it sounds like Eric really wants to get the head coaching job, and I think he does deserve one but there's none really available anymore, so maybe he just takes another ride on the Kansas City carousel. He'll end up in the AFC title game at least, because that's where they always go. Mahomes will have another MVP season, and he won't hurt himself at all by staying in there. By stepping outside of that cocoon, there is the risk of hurting yourself, even though there's also the possibility of really making a name for yourself even more than you already have.
1: Um, yeah, I, I agree with most of that assessment. Um, Brian, I'd like to bring something to your attention. We're talking with our friend Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington. Give him a follow at Pete Haley NBCS. Lord knows he cares about his Twitter because yes, I missed this on Super Bowl Sunday night. Um, there's a tweet from Pete I'd like to read to you, B. Read it. This is Sunday night, 10, 14 p.m. And let me point out, completely factually accurate before mm-hmm. I read it. Jalen Hurts beat almost everyone this year, except for Pat Mahomes and Taylor Heineke. I'd like to have your reaction to that, Brian.
2: Pete, don't be one of those people, bro.
0: I, I will say that, look, that was a, that was a blatant retweet play. <laughs> yeah, I know don't, it, it, don't, it,
2: don't be one of those yeah. people, man. Listen, I, I, some guy uh, hit me. Some guy sent that out there again, and then uh, somebody put out a whole thing about, Every team that the Eagles had beaten, and they try to find the weakest thing they could put about it, they were in the damn Super Bowl. They lost by three points to the eventual winner. The man passed for 304 yards and rushed for 70. Let's get over that crap when we beat somebody that goes on to win. You know why we probably beat them? Because they were looking past us. And we played our Super Bowl. Guess why we have to play our Super Bowl during regular season? Because we don't get in the playoffs. So we got to stop that celebrating minor BS wins. It didn't get us Brian, in the playoffs or nothing.
0: Nothing you are saying is wrong, and I will just full on admit right now. I looked at that as an opportunity to get lots of Commanders fans to retweet it, and maybe for old PD to get a few more followers on Twitter. Like JP says, and I care about that, and that's why, that is that's why social media.
2: It. It, it social media troubles me
0: because
2: people do it just for, for what you say it. Not that they mean what they're tweeting; they're just trying to get some followers.
0: <laughs> I was, I was, as the kids say, I was cloud chasing. I had that typed out like on oh, the third boy. to last play, and I apologize if it offended you. You're not wrong to be. Upset oh, I'm not or offended. Annoyed.
2: I'm not offended. I just think that it's, it's it's hilarious that we've come to that to where we get to the end of the season, we're sitting at home fishing already, and then we go. But we beat them.
1: The the opposite was. <laughs> I remember. I guess. Three years ago now, two years, three years ago now, uh-huh. when the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and my Twitter was full of people. Damn, we almost took them down. And I just Did got so frustrated by it that I wrote a story. I wrote a blog that night and, and had people from Ashburn calling me the next morning pissed off.
2: Let me ask you a question about that game, though. <laughs> Did we ever lead in that game? No. So if you never uh, led in, you never led in the game, how can you almost win? God, I mean, it's just like God bless you for all and, and, and the thing of it is, like when people from Ashburn that are in powers of position think like that, why I, why I see why we can't consistently get to where we want to be, because we 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 care about things that don't make a difference. Oh, uh, JP,
0: I feel like Brian sort of kind of respected me in our last week. I didn't embarrass myself in any way, and he didn't seem to, you know, really rack on me in any way. But now I think you've just denigrated <laughs> my my. Uh, no, 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 you're still cool, Pete. Pete,
2: you showed up in a in a BMW drop top, dog. <laughs> you, got my, you got my power, dog. You know, anytime I drive a Brian Mitchell wheels, I'm good with that.
1: <laughs> I think <Right>, – <laughs> I think when I started talking about a tweet from the Super Bowl, you thought I was going to go a different direction. I will not go that direction. Um, so what happens next for this team? Like, they hire an OC, and then what? Like, what do you make of
0: everything going on here? It's like, I mean, my head goes the same place every single other fan's head goes is where is this sale? And I think you by reading the tea leaves, reading – your reporting and other people's reporting who are really plugged in, it seems like this thing is moving. And I think it happens sort of around the free agency league year beginning, the ownership meetings a couple weeks after that. I think it happens in March. Now, does it happen in time for a complete overhaul for whatever ownership group was talking about Sean Payton? Do they have other coaches in mind that they want to hire and get rid of Ron Rivera? No, I think this uh, that the decision makers who are in charge will be in charge through the end of next year. But I do think an owner will be here uh, before the masters start. And that's incredibly exciting. And maybe that freezes some of these drawn pain type moves and, and they can't get a quarterback if they really want one, but who cares about that? If they get the owner, then yes, we want this team to still succeed and, and, and build, but that is just such a giant win that anything else that happens after that is gravy. So it almost feels a little foolish to be talking, uh, you know, should they draft this guy? Should they try and sign this second-tier free agent when uh, if the ownership comes in? I think people will be so drunk from excitement and from white beer that they won't really care about all that other second-hand stuff.
1: I, yeah, I, I can see it. I think you're right. People I, are looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think we'll... It's going to be really interesting to kind of see from there what happens. I, I do think I mean, dude, a new league year opens. Hell, there's because of February being a quirky month with only 28 days. New league year opens in less than 30 days. Mm-hmm. The tampering period opens in less than 27 days. The combine is in two weeks, which is when most of these deals are going to get made. Yeah,
2: probably at the bo- at the bar what is the the steakhouse. Yeah, prime 47. Yeah.
1: But high velocity gets a lot of deals. There's a lot of deals going on all over the place. But go- they happen when you go to court? <laughs> all right, good to know. They happen over drinks. I think this could be one of the quietest commanders' free agency sessions in a long time. That's why they've I think been they- kind of quiet.
2: I think they're loving the fact that this offense coordinator thing is taking a long time too, because they may know it's going to be quiet, and they can still have something to throw some excitement
0: at. Like perhaps it's not an accident. Yeah. I'm saying. No. Nothing's an accident. Uh well, some things are an accident with this team, like when they spell people's names wrong or, or come up with awful memorials to beloved players. But yeah, JP, I think it will be quiet. But again, if you start off with such a massive fireworks explosion of Josh Harris or Bezos or whoever it is stepping in for Dan, then I do think and, and maybe Brian won't agree because Brian is an ultra competitor and he wants this team to do well in twenty twenty three. And I I think we do to an extent too. We don't want to cover four and thirteen operation, but that's gonna be so exciting and it's gonna be able to carry people through. Then who cares if you lose Duron Payne? Like Mike Micah Parsons is talking about the Cowboys landing Duron Payne and fans will be like, All right, see ya, Deron, it doesn't matter. We have a new owner, like it's gonna just be so much euphoria and then next year is when the whole reset can really happen. There's gonna be a bit of an awkward in between period, I think, where it's the old Football regime with the new ownership regime, but you can snip that off after a year, and then really get this franchise its own rebirth. And everybody just come back next year from your hangovers in March, and we can really build. This I, I
2: really think, though, I think you 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 you're underestimating people because I think when a new owner comes in, they're going to expect different stuff. So they may have more pressure when they step in. The fans yeah. and now that I got a new owner and I don't have, they're going to expect winning.
0: That's true. Yeah, there's going to be an immediate like, all right, well, Dan's gone. Now you need to go. He's been the only thing that's wrong with this team. Let's go get 10 wins. And if you don't, then you're a failure. But um, I do think there's, it's just been 30 years. There will be a little bit of patience. And I don't think this football team itself is bad enough to bottom out, even if Sam Howell's not great. Like, I think they can find seven or eight wins easily next year. And between that and the new owner, there'll be enough optimism, and if Ron leaves, then there's a new head coaching search, there's a new GM, you can really get everything in order, perhaps even get a new quarterback, and, and you're starting fresh at all four key positions, owner, GM, head coach, quarterback. That would be the, the off-season of just wild dreams and big imaginations. So uh, <laughs> you know, if you start that book with the new owner this year and, and write the rest of it next year, then I think this season itself probably doesn't carry a ton of meaning in the grand scheme of things.
1: Um, I know you wrote about Greg Roman, I think this morning about why he might actually be a really good fit. Why don't you explain it?
0: Yeah. It it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why with Ron wanting to be such a run first guy, but Roman, I mean, he he's had issues scoring points. Uh, 2019, the Ravens scored the most points in the league, but after that it tumbled down and then he was in the twenties this year. And that, has to do with Lamar Jackson, but regardless, even when Lamar was hurt or they weren't scoring points, this guy can create literally the top-ranked running offense year after year. I think he's had top three in his years as OC in Baltimore, San Francisco, and Buffalo. He's been there eight times. I mean, the guy can run the damn football, and he can figure it out with a variety of running backs and also a variety of quarterbacks. So um, he could... But the enemy is awesome. He can, he can get guys open in all types of ways. But if Ron wants running first, there's no one better than Roman. And Baltimore fans seem to be souring on him at the end of his stint. But I think if he came here, he could work wonders with Robinson. I think he could really find a way to use Gibson. He could even open up Howell's legs. Howell's a guy who can run. He's not elusive, but he is powerful. And he can make you know these West Schweitzers and these other linemen You know, he wants to improve, of course, that O-line, but he can make them look good because of the way he can scheme them, move them around. So I don't think Roman would be an awful consolation prize. Yes, there's questions about how he could handle the receivers. Maybe in week eight, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel are sick of throwing blocks on the edge. And yes, there are questions about what he can do without Lamar ceiling-wise, but just go look at his rushing offenses, period. He is damn good at that, and he can lean on that, and that is something that Ron – Clearly,
1: loves. I, I think Terry, we've seen it, frankly. And Curtis is a physical guy, too. Yeah. Receivers.
2: And Terry's not selfish.
1: I think receivers are all in on blocking as long as you're winning games. Yeah. Like, look at the Niners. I, they probably have the best blocking receivers in football. And and certainly, Debo kind of leads the pack with his physicality. But I, uh, I very much believe receivers buy in. Now, Dots is a fairly small dude. I'm not sure how much he's going to help you, but most slot corners are pretty small dudes too. So, yep. and he's got he's got those long arms. I I don't worry about the buy-in at receivers blocking as long as they're winning games and the ball's moving. The, I, the buy-in
0: maybe doesn't matter as much, but is it the right way to have those resources do, like, being it like it feels like Yeah. That's yeah, a different yeah, question. Like you, they, they've yeah,
2: invested a lot in that. And I think you right. have to make sure you, you you're building stuff off of that.
1: But they've exactly. invested a lot there. But every investment they've made at the guy getting them the football has not been good. It has not worked.
2: And how about the people protecting the guy that's getting them right. the football? I think they start off by getting a strong offensive line and then you could do what you want to do at that point.
0: Before we hang up, Brian, would you like Greg Roman? I want to hear your thoughts on him.
2: If they if they work on the offensive line, I'll take him because he's he's good enough at utilizing the uh, running game to where you can have some open receivers running free, and when the, if these guys are running free and running one on one, I'll go with all, all three of them.
0: Yeah, and I do think it'd be good to have him in here with his familiarity with Lamar and Kaepernick. I think that would do well for Hal. I, I hope whatever OC takes over, and if Hal is the starting quarterback, they don't shy away from running him because we saw in 2012 with this team with RG three. Not that Hal is the same athlete, but you see with teams all over the league. Having that running back able to run himself makes it 11 on 11 instead of 11 on 10. And it is such an advantage. And Roman knows how to do that with the quarterback.
1: Pete, thank you for the time, buddy. Appreciate it.
0: Yep. I right, see it.
1: That's Pete Haley. Give him a follow at Pete Haley, NBCS. Coming up in just a few minutes, Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals will join us. Do not go anywhere. anywhere.